Welcome, my friends, as we dive into the latest news and fun happenings. Stay with us for Burden on Society, a show for those who wonder why the spectacle at the top of the people pyramid just can't use common sense for making decisions. show that spreads the truth and looks for common sense answers to humanity's problems. The answers you seem to see, I see, but those making the decisions don't see. Or do they? <laughs> I'm your host, Brian Burden, and welcome to Burden on Society. Right off the top, I'm going to have to go with what so many shows led with this week at least in the last couple of days, definitely Monday. Will Smith and Chris Rock. Is it a fiasco? Terrible? Real? <laughs> well, to be truthfully honest with you, I don't care one single bit. Didn't watch the show. Haven't done it in decades. Doesn't mean anything to me anymore. It looked, when I first saw the video, it looked contrived, though, at first. But then I noticed that Chris Rock basically balled up his fist. And that's kind of a reaction when you're getting ready to strike back at somebody and you weren't ready for it. So that retaliation kind of look made me think it really was real. And now that some things have come out since then, it does seem like it's real. So it makes me think it's real, but again, don't really care. Will Smith came out last night and humbly apologized. This is what you need to care about. He humbly apologized to Chris Rock. He stated he was wrong said he let his emotions pretty much get a hold of him, and he took total responsibility for the entire thing. So that is what a man does. He admits when he is wrong, and he takes the blame. Then he tries to make it never happen again and become a better man for it. I, as a godly man, believe him, and God forgives him. But the event itself? <laughs> Just don't care anymore. All right. So, some funny happenings for me in the uh, last few days. I finished the podcast, I think it was on Saturday, right? And gave President Biden a pass for when he was sitting there talking with the uh, the troops on the 82nd Airborne. You know, when he said something like, uh, oh, it looks like you'll, you'll be in country. And he started talking about possibly them actually going into Ukraine. And I really felt like he just kind of stepped over and just misspoke, as, as all of us can do. But then literally within an hour at the end of my podcast and at the end of a pretty decent speech for Biden, he asked for regime change. He literally asked for getting rid of Putin. Okay, the words can be construed in different ways. I think a lot of people want to say that. I saw some of the CNN responses, MSNBC, and they were like, what a strong leader he is. Way to go with that. Now, <laughs> it it is something I think most of us probably were thinking. We would really like to, to get him out of there some way or somehow, right? But you as the leader can't do that. That is what a child does things like that. And Monday, he says he didn't do it at all and didn't even walk that back and, and didn't walk it back. 
That is what a child does or someone not all there at all, right? He and his administration really need to get their stories together. They can't do these kind of things on the big stage like this. Uh, again, we might all agree with him, uh, but he is the leader of the free world. His words matter. His words can stop wars. They can inflict wars. They can lead to nuclear wars. And if you don't take it seriously, somebody else probably is. And with what he mutters, right, immediately the Kremlin started using the propaganda extravaganza, okay? They were out there in front of their TVs telling their people how bad the U.S. was and immediately put them in a stronger place and put Putin in a stronger place. So, also, what if you're Putin? What are you thinking about at this point? You're thinking, they're talking about regime change, getting rid of me and killing me, maybe getting me out of here. Well, does that not make his chances of winning be more important to him, I think? Or is it more important to him? I think so. Why? Because he thinks that if he gets us first, he might actually survive it. That is something that may move him up on his list for the nuclear attack type thing. Well, if they're going to take me out, I'm going to take them out first and maybe I live through this. Or at least I'm going to take a bunch of people with me when I go. You know, that's how tyrants think. That's the way they think. You know, this is not just a bunch of dudes that when I'm talking about uh, Biden talking, I love, we all love it when we talk about, oh, a president, I'd love to sit down and have a beer with that guy or uh, have a ice cream in the, in the case of uh, Mr. Biden. Uh, but this is not a bunch of dudes sitting around a campfire right now when he's out there. They're, they don't sit there. He doesn't have a few brewskis and he's telling old war stories with everybody that's around there, right? You could see themselves pumping themselves up how tough they were back when. No, in this case, each side can literally annihilate the other side. That should scare you right there. So they either need to get their junk together or he needs to go hide in the basement again because at least saying nothing is better than getting out there and trying to stoke the fires of what you think you're trying to be tough about. Let's use the ladder going into the basement. You know, I believe maybe the world might be even say, safer from that. If, if that happens, all right? And don't forget, I know one of the ideas that Mr. President Xi from China, he's paying attention to all this. He's noticing all this. So don't forget that. I can see what he's thinking right now. If I was the leader, I'm just trying to think as a basic man of what I would be thinking. And I think the leader of China might be thinking the same thing. First off, it's not going great in Ukraine for Russia. So conventional war will be bloody and destructive. And he's probably asking himself, does he really want that if he takes over Taiwan? Now, some pundits out there will say, well, he's not going to do anything then because he just doesn't want that to happen. So if they cannot get Taiwan to give up by talking, and that's what they're trying right now on the backsides of places, hey, give up, we're going to take over anyway, right? Then this makes me think that the conflict has a possibility of going nuclear in Taiwan. Not the type that kills and flattens, kills everybody and flattens every building. No, nothing like that. And it takes forever to replace everything there. No, the type of airburst, you know what an airburst EMP is? It strikes, it would take out Taiwan in one fail swoop and do very little, if any, damage to China and its forces. Um, what happens basically in an EMP is it strikes, right? 
It, they airbursted in the sky and every piece of electronics, every piece of gear that has some kind of engine in it all gets burned out and is no more usable. So it's hard to strike back when nothing works, right? All equipment and electronics get uh, fried and become useless. When people are in the streets then, literally within a few days, begging for food and water, then what happens? Then your nation gives up. You have no way to protect yourself. Yes, I hear they have some things buried in mountains pretty well. Well, if you take out everything else, it doesn't matter at that point, does it? You can bring those things back out and then China's going to take them right down. So you are in a bad spot. Seems to me like an EMP over them. First off, we'll get less condemnation from the rest of the world. Plus, we're not going to do anything anyway. And then probably gets Taiwan to fold up as they probably should at that point, I would think. Again, we would probably give them a few parse words is all we would do. Oh, you can't do that. Nukes can never be used, blah, 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 blah. But we are no longer in the driver's seat, as you know. Nuke war is not what we want, so we're not really going to do anything about it. They know we probably would not respond in kind, as our president likes to say. And he said that last week, too, when he was talking about chemical weapons in the Ukraine. Um, that's what our POTUS said. Uh, see, when it comes to this kind of thing, the Chinese are playing 3D chess while we're playing tic-tac-toe. That's the way I look at it right now, all right? They play for keeps while we play for how we look. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Oh, don't I look great here bombing people? They know they have all the chips and four aces after the river and that we are bluffing with a half a stack. They know that. A little bit of casino uh, kind of uh, 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 Texas Hold'em words for you there. And last but not least, I, I wrote this one down because I didn't want to forget it, of course. They have Tom Brady. <laughs> we have Brady Quinn. And that's no offense to Brady Quinn. Don't mean it that way. If you know who Brady Quinn was, I'm pretty sure he was a quarterback for Notre Dame and was big, was going to come out. And I don't believe he's done much. Sorry, Brady, if I uh, offended you a little bit. But the reality is, is they've got the best and they've got everything set up. They're ready to go. And we are second fiddle at best. All right, then. Uh, I wanted to change gears. Okay, I got immediately right into uh, Will Smith. We were talking about that. Don't care. Then we got into what the POTUS has been saying the last few days, which does matter, right? Well, let's change some gears and slow down and talk about my hair. I know. <laughs> I call this the Einstein, right? It's all over the place, standing up. Oh, man, man. It'd be rough if I play with it too much and won't stand up anymore, so... Uh, but I call it the Einstein, and for those of you who have, may have never tried it, it's kind of fun just to walk around in public like this. Uh, you kind of feel smart, you feel chaotic at the same time, and you're really wondering what people are thinking about you. <laughs> I've seen a few people with hair like this, so I'm thinking I, I wanted to give it a try, and I've done it off and on over the years just for fun. Um, I'm sure people have many thoughts, and, as you do, as you're looking at this video right now. Uh, I think I could have called it the Howard Hughes, right? The Hughes, but less people know Howard Hughes. I mean, maybe if you're older, you know Howard Hughes very well, but none of the young kids do. At least they know Einstein and probably have seen a picture of him. Um, also, if I called it the Howard Hughes, I would have had to grow my fingernails three inches long. I didn't want to do that either. 
So, so that's what's up with the hair right now. I just thought I would have a little fun with it, and and because uh, I like that to laugh and have a great time, and uh, you guys know that who know me pretty well. So, uh, all right, let's get back into something else. There's <laughs> there's some other things I wanted to talk about today. Uh, have you made a, a trip to the grocery store lately? I'm sure many of you have. What have you had? Sticker shock, I'm sure. Just like when you're trying to buy a new car, same thing. I'm not sure that there's a cure for sticker shock, right? When you go in and you buy six apples and it costs you five bucks. Six apples, five dollars. How about a two liter big brand of soda? Now up to two dollars. Some places, two fifty and two eighty nine. You go into convenience stores somewhere, right? <laughs> And reality is flavored water is all it is, right? You take water and you put some stuff in it. It doesn't cost that much. They got all kinds of issues just like we all do with movement around the uh, the globe, around the country, around the state, wherever it is. So all the prices are going up. Now for me, I have my off-brand diet do that is now 89 cents. Now I could find it for 74 cents just three weeks ago. So what's that tell you? It's gone up uh, 15 cents just in that short time. Meat. How about meat? We're talking eight to fifteen dollars a pound in places for different kinds of meat. How many of you have stopped buying some of these things now? Huh? How many of you started staying home instead of driving somewhere because you didn't want to pay for the gas? Sorry to say this, but things are going to get worse. And I don't want to say that. And I don't think uh, that we all want to hear that. But the government does. They want this in reality. Do you notice we are not hearing reasons to fix anything? We're not fixing anything at the border. We're not fixing anything for inflation. We're not fixing anything with our police, uh, with all the crime that's out there. We're not fixing anything. They want you to change your ways so that you can act as they want you to act. Well, Brian, who is this, you might say, or who is that, right? That's what you might be asking yourself. And the new administration wants you to change everything you do. So who is that? Yes, it's the administration, but it's not just the administration. They want you to follow what they say. No more choices for yourself is basically what it is. So right now it's the new administration that's in control, and they want you to, to be able to take over your life. See, they think they know better than you do, right? They know better. See, every time you change something, they win a little control. So if you go to the store and you buy less meat, they win a little bit of control over you, don't they? You go to the gas station, you buy less gas, you stop driving as much, they win just a little bit, don't they? It started with COVID and is now slowly headed to every aspect of our lives. Gas is what you noticed first, right? I think that was the first thing you noticed with this. We know why. The higher the price, the less you drive, and the more electric you buy. Problem is, is none of us can afford the electric to buy. So somewhere down the road, they're going to have to come out with these, uh, you know, stimulus packages for people to buy electric cars. It's got to happen. There's no other way to get around it. Or somebody takes over and slows the process down and makes it 10 to 20 years instead of one to four years, all right? Um, And the more electric you buy is what they're really looking for. How about food? Control prices and you control what? You control people. Less and less what you want, more and more 
what they want. Don't think it is just this administration, though. Again, I just, I mean, the administration that's in control right now is running for the finish line to try to get all this stuff done. But most politicians at the high levels are making money off of this some way or the other. All the big companies are. They're making money off of us. And they've opened up Pandora's box of life, so to speak. That's what they've done. Problem is, they've opened up a box that will not be able to close easily, if at all. I think they've started in line something that's going to change us, just like they said, over the entire country. It may take a little while. They're trying to do it immediately if they can, it's because the more they can get in now, the easier it'll be down the road is what they're thinking. But our lives 20 years from now will be no, no, nothing like what we have right now. You will not have the things that you think you have. You'll have some things, but you won't have what you want, which is your true freedom. Did you see another 200,000 people came across the border this month? So you add the inflation problems, the problems with the Pandora's box being open, basically, where the government's trying to take control of everything. You add in another 200,000 people that came across the border this month. If you didn't notice, you must be watching mainstream media. So. You probably didn't see it at all if you were watching there. They're not putting any time to it because they know it's helping them or they believe it's helping them. The system is broke and getting worse trying to take care of all these folks. They send them throughout the country. They put them on flights with little to nothing to get going. They drop them off at bus stops. They drop them off wherever. Somehow they meld right into our system, right? We don't see a ton of illegal aliens on the streets, right? It, it always seems like it's our people that are on the streets, okay? So it's hampered our system. Don't even for a second think this is not part of a plan, all right? More people, more strain on the system, more chaos grows. What we are headed for is going to last for years. We may never recover fully. I'm, I feel pretty much the door is already open. They don't just have their foot in there. Their body is in the door and they're peeking around the corner telling you what you're going to do. And now that the door is open, they're just going to barge right in. All right. It'll drive the elite higher and the rest of us lower is what this is all going for. We're never going to recover from it. We're going to widen the gap and we're going to eliminate the middle class eventually. So those of you who think you're doing fairly well right now, hey, man, I'm not doing too bad. I got a good job. It pays fairly well. Yeah, the inflation's a little struggle. It's kind of tough. The gas is okay. But I'm making it. I'm making it. I'm still doing okay. Well, that's not even going to be close to okay in a couple years if they keep going on this route that they're going on. All right? So it's going to be a struggle. <clears throat> So I've covered a few things. I want to get to one last item today. I'm not going to go real long today. So the last item today is our $5.6 trillion U.S. budget they rolled out. Somehow they say we are being budget deficit friendly. How do you do that when you increase the budget $0.7 trillion? Do you in any way, shape, or form believe that at all? <laughs> it's tricks of the trade. Looks what, look what's happening with this hand while this hand is slapping you upside the face, a la Will Smith. <laughs> so tricks of the trade to say that kind of unbelievable information is what they're going with. They say the wealthy will pay their fair share, yet we're talking only like $256 billion over 10 years? That's nothing. That's, that's a drop in the bucket. 
You know, they're taxing us already. Taxes have been raised on all of us. They're blaming it on Trump. They say the taxes, because Trump dropped the taxes, they got to raise them now. Plenty of money is going to liberal organizations when this happens. And we hear the same things for 50 years. Liberals take over. They say cuts that the, the Republicans did mean we have to raise taxes on everybody. If you've been around and you're over the age of 40, probably, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I hate to say that, but we've been around and we've seen the exact same playbook for decades. Nothing's changed. They say the wealthy will pay their fair share. The taxes have been raised on us because of Trump. That plenty of money is going to liberal organizations now. We see that, and only a little to conservative groups. Why is that? How does that happen? Roads will be fixed. Healthcare will be perfect. Utopia is upon us. How many times have we heard all this? Like I said, a playbook that's been open for 50 years, and they still use the same trod, trod, and plod of information that they've used for all this time frame. So then you got to ask yourself, where's all the money coming from, from all this? Where are we going to get this $5.6 trillion to fix all these things that they said they're going to fix for 50 years? Right? Well, think about it. They've all, they're already gathering it. You know, when your, your gas prices went up, they got more money, didn't they? Yeah, they're getting more money out of that. You're paying more taxes every time you buy anything now. So if you bought something for a dollar and you paid six cents in federal taxes, and I'm just using numbers, I'm not trying to... To, to say these are the specific numbers, and now you got to pay $1.10 for it, they're going to get $0.07 cents of tax, right? You see that? Every penny counts all across the United States. You're paying more taxes every time you buy anything, and they get their fair share, of course. They never tell you that when they raise taxes, they always say it's on the rich and it's not on us, but it isn't. You know that, and I know it. They're throwing in money. Now, for police, too, is what I hear. Okay, there's two reasons here. First off, they know they're going to get slaughtered in November. Politically, it's killing them when they talk about police and that the crime in our big cities is skyrocketing. So, better show the peeps, that you and me, we care for now, right? And I'm sure a few people will vote for them because of it. Always works out that way. People don't pay attention. Secondly, it's a slow takeover of all of our policing as we get through the country. They'd like to take it all and make it a national thing, right? Well, if you nationalize the police, then you need to get more money and you need to take over more things, right? Okay, so that's how it works. But what are they really doing? They're controlling you. Control, control, control. That's what they're trying to do. We're headed to one of those nanny states where they do everything for you. And just like China is doing, there's going to be a camera on every block. They're going to know everything about everything you do. They're probably watching me right now, I'm sure, just because, well, it's me and I got Einstein hair, of course. <laughs> so we're headed to a state of life where you will no longer be able to make your own choices, really. You'll think you're making some of your own choices, but you really won't be. They'll follow you in everything you do. They will take or add money to your account based on your beliefs. Remember, I've talked about this in the last few weeks. The digital currency is coming. How long it takes to get that into our system is up to how fast they want to push it through. There could be a flurry of things happen at the end of this year after they lose 
before the Republicans come into power in January of next year, right? Because you, the, it goes, obviously, you have your election in November, and then they come in and they take over in January, and they fill their seats. So they're going to follow you in everything you do. Again, take or add money out of your account. Hey, Brian, we didn't like that you said something about Mr. Biden, so we're going to take a few dollars out of your account. As a matter of fact, um, we're not sure if we're going to pay you some of your retirement fund next month. How about that? What will you say now? <laughs> so they're going to take or add money to your account based on your beliefs. So there's two different ways I say about your their beliefs. First of all, um, there's two ways. First of all, your beliefs on the government and what they are for. So that's what I was talking about there. Hey, we're going to take a little money or we're going to give them a bunch of money. Okay. This is where we get into these scores that we have been talking about. All right. ESG scores are going to be a way of life. If you don't have it on your account now, you're going to have it by the end of the year for sure. And everybody will have it. And if you don't have a good score, you'll get less. All right. So that's what it is. The first belief is on your belief in the government and what they are for. The second one is they are going to squeeze religion out if they can. All right. Authoritarian regimes want you to look to them for help. Religion gives people hope that the government cannot control. All right. The government cannot control your love of Jesus. They don't like that. If you look to Jesus, you're not looking to them. I'm starting to feel like with the chaos going on right now that there's a small resurgence, though, back into religion because people are starting to notice what's happening around them. And they're trying to, as usual, when there's trouble, come to God about it, right? Once this is noticed, though, by those in charge, they're going to come down and crack down hard on religion. All right? It won't happen before this election because, or at least I don't think it will, because it's the same thing. They're hoping you'll vote for them. But here's what's going to end up happening. We've already seen this in parts of the world, especially in Canada. They're going to start throwing pastors in jail. Well, why are they going to do that? Because they're going to say that you shouldn't be controlled by the government. You should be controlled and you should be, have your beliefs in Jesus. They're going to make it harder to gather for you. All right? Pastors need to preach it from the pulpit now. They need to pre preach the truth and faith. They need to preach that Jesus is the way and staying strong will get us through these hard times. They don't need to ridicule the government or do anything like that. They just need to be ready to go and to talk about Jesus, not about all these other side effects that they want you to talk about. <clears throat> so they're going to try to get you into some spots. They may throw some pastors in jail. Ridicule is going to increase even more than it has in just the past 10 years. So if you're somebody in religion, or if you believe in Jesus and you go to church, you're going to be ridiculed just about everywhere. Why? Because they want you to stop. So this is all going to skyrocket. All the negativity, the things that they're going to try to throw. Look what happened in COVID, right? During COVID, all these churches started shutting down. They already started the process. Most in charge now cannot stand religion. You see it on TV. You see it on YouTube. You see it everywhere. It's subtle for some people because you're not really thinking about it all the time. But it's going to continue to grow over the next couple of years. Not only will this lead potentially to religion hiding in the shadows, but to a world of traumatic chaos where you will be forced to go to the government just to live. 
So here's where I tell you again about the coming depression. Hard times are coming. How can you tell for yourself? Well, if you watch any money programs at this point, they are all talking hyperinflation now, the potential of it. They're talking about long-lived high inflation. They're talking about a strong recession by the end of this year. Remember last year? It's just transitory. No big deal. Don't worry about it. Now they're all talking about a recession by the end of this year. I'm talking depression. It's going to be even worse. Some of them are starting to get those ideas out there. So I would say in a few months, watch, they'll be talking about it. It's a change that has been developing just in the last few weeks from these pundits on TV that I've seen about them starting to talk more and more about a recession or a strong recession. But I've been saying this for well over a year. My friends, you're like, stop it, Brian, stop it. Well, you can see it coming, all right? So I've been saying it for over a year and mainly because the new president came in. Why? Because he's doing exactly what they always do. They raise taxes, they make chaos, they never fix anything. I am not a prophet. I am just looking at the details and telling you what I see. It's the same playbook and story that we've seen at least since I've been alive and been watching this for more than 40 years. Some of you maybe as much as 60 years you've been paying attention to this. Oh, so, so here it comes, but take note. Make sure you're ready. Be prepared. Okay, like I say, not crazy prepper prepared. Unless that's your thing, right? If that's your thing, you want to go build yourself a bunker and dive into it, go for it. Don't have a problem. But really just start getting yourself prepared so that you're not caught off guard, right? Start making changes now. Uh, Money-wise, try to get rid of bills as you can. Food-wise, you might want to buy a little extra. Simple things. you got a generator out in the county or something, you can use it. I'm in an apartment. A generator ain't going to help me at all. So... How about picking up some extra gas to cover those lean times for your car or for your generator? Now is the time to put others in your mind also on this subject. Focus on those around you who may need help. We need to take care of those who will be in need during these tough times. Especially, our, I, I'm worried about this, our elderly. Not just because I'm headed that direction, but I know have lots of friends who are elderly. I know lots of people. Our elderly will struggle and have a tendency to say they are not, remember? They'll have a sense, oh, don't worry about me, I'll be okay. That's their generation. They're going to say that no matter what. So keep an eye on them, all right? All right, let's help family, then our friends, then anyone else you can think of. Now, you should have been thinking this way, especially if you've been watching me for a few weeks way before this, right? Now, I'm not judging you at all, right? Now's the time you can make these changes and things can be good. Let's just be ready in case. You know where this leads. You'll all have seen many of these signs. Be ready for it. I'm just kind of putting it in line so you can see it all. I know most of you have seen these signs. So here's the good news. I know truth is falling in our streets right now, right? And in everyday life, it's not going the way it should be going, right? Here's the good news. Faith wins. Yes, you're going to be tested. But God wins in the end. So here's what I want you to do. If you haven't found Jesus, I want you to find Jesus now. Find Jesus if you have not. He will give you solace in knowing that you are loved and cared for. If you are burdened by any problem, trust Jesus. The only truth, and I repeat, the only truth that can carry you through the troubles we endure. See you next time.